I totally respect hunting and fishing, but if every photo is a photo of a guy with a bloody animal, you know, I don't know. I like to see a bit of taste in the photos. This is Frisky. North of 60. We bring you stories about love Love and dating dating in in the the North. North. I'm your host, Karen McCall, and I'm joined by co-host... Jordan Patrick. We're recording in Whitehorse, Yukon, north of the 60th parallel. Where it's winter seven whole months of the year. And where it's a skill to learn to have sex in snowshoes. It sure is. On today's show, we're going to talk about Tinder, and specifically Tinder in the Yukon. But before we get to that, um, Jordan, I have to make some amends for a previous episode. Uh Uh-oh. What did I do? (laughs) Guilty conscience. No, it was actually me. So uh, you asked me about a midnight sun date, and I kind of gave a cop-out by telling you a story about some friends I went on a canoe trip with. And a listener-slash-friend called me out on that and said that wasn't a real date, which was true. So I have another midnight sun date I'd like to tell you about. Oh, and now you must. (laughs) So it was this summer, and um, it was June 30th, and I remember because it's the day before Canada Day. And I'd been... This was date number five with um, this man and we decided to go canoeing and so um, we went to Chadburn Lake outside Whitehorse and I specifically I don't know canoeing is kind of interesting dynamics for who's going to go in the stern and who's going to go in the bow and I went in the stern first and that allows me to kind of like judge the man like is he okay with that ego wise because the stern has the control you know how that is. It's the back of the boat and it's a lot easier to steer a canoe when you're in the stern. Yes. You kind of have to give up some some of that, like, yeah, just control when you're in the front. So anyway, he let me go. Well, I went in the stern first. But then, because, you know, I'm a nice person, I let him go in the stern on the way back. Um, And I actually did this thing that I've never done before where... I like got out of my seat and I just like laid back on my backpack so that he was just paddling and we were just talking like a proper like date with him paddling, which is kind of felt like cheesy but romantic. It's cute. And then we decided to end our date. By flipping the boat. (laughs) Close. We did decide to get wet by jumping in Schwatka Lake. And I don't know if you've jumped in Schwatka Lake in June. Um, I did or any time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Probably more or less the same temperature. I did some research with a group of local swimmers, and I was like, how warm do you think that lake is in June? And there was sort of a range, but I think it's about 14 degrees Celsius, give or take. So we decided to jump in, and um, we actually sat in my car for a couple minutes first to warm up, because it was only like probably like 15 degrees Celsius out at the time in the air. Anyway, so we went, and then we were both kind of wondered if we were going to chicken out, and I, for the record, jumped first, and I think the only reason he followed is because, you know, a little bit of ego involved <laughs> there. Anyway, so we jumped in the water, got immediately out, got changed. Um, and uh, that was our date. But I feel like... He's was, a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't let him forget that I jumped in first. But also, uh, it was a good way of seeing, like, yeah, how tough is this guy? Or how much fun does he like to have? And, you know, how like what kind of things is he into? And anyway, so that's my northern, my official midnight sun date. Because we jumped in the water also at, like, close to 11. So it was still light out. Sunset was at 11.30 that night. So fully midnight sun dating and then 
And then, well, that's for a future episode. But now we'll have to get back to the you're, Tinder part of the you're story. You're totally avoiding. <laughs> uh, we're still seeing each other. Aww. Okay. So, so this judgment I'm hearing about him not jumping in first, you guys worked out the bugs. Oh, no. We still talk about it because we keep track of every time we do an activity, we do, we. we have a winner and a loser so he's beat me at foosball and ping pong and basketball and i've beat him at squash and mountain biking even though you can't really win or lose at mountain biking i was faster so i'm oh, counting no. that you can when you're eating someone else's dust you feel like a loser <laughs> yeah exactly so we have some friendly competitions going on clearly <laughs> okay thank you for indulging me and my midnight sun dating story now we'll get back to the uh, topic of this podcast this episode which is um, my Tinder profile, which was before I met said man. I think people are in the freaking twilight zone right now. Like, <laughs> like, poor listeners like, wait, you started this episode by saying this was recorded before COVID and now there's an insert post-COVID. And, oh. It's true. Oh my God, this podcast has been a work in progress for so many months that I, I don't even know what order these episodes should be in yet. So and, bear and with us. Twilight that, zone. <laughs> whose fault is that, um, Collectively, we <laughs> have had some obstacles. <laughs> also, we take five months off in the summer because that's playtime in the UK. On. As we say in the winter, in the in the winter, in the intro, winter is seven months of the year, and That's then true. the rest of the year is like summer or just outside time, basically. Yeah. So that's true. Thank you for pointing out the discordant timeline of this of this episode <laughs> slash podcast. <laughs> Confusingly, now we will go back to the Tinder episode for realsies. So Jordan and I have gone through each other's Tinder profiles and also like the selection of people in within 200 kilometers of Whitehorse. And this show is going to be about our takeaway thoughts from that tindering yeah didn't take us long there's not a lot of people to go through <laughs> actually no it did take us a couple of hours remember we were tired at the end it was like i mean because we were discussing it too i mean if you were just flipping maybe it would take like 30 seconds or something which is i think a reflection of just there not being a lot of people so you have to just kind of be like i really need to think this one through because this could be the one yeah it's true and um yeah, because once you swipe left, there's no going back, right? But <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> well, okay, unless you restart your there account. There are strategies. Yes, that's true. Um, but <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have used Tinder, but some people have not. Um, maybe we should just briefly explain the old Tinder platform for those of my friends who've been in relationships for many years. The old Tinder <laughs> platform. The old Tinder. For all ages. Yeah, so basically there's photos of people, sometimes descriptions, sometimes not, and you can swipe right if you are interested, you can swipe left if you aren't, and if both parties swipe right, you have a match and then you can start conversation. That's uh, Tinder's not the only dating platform in the Yukon, but it's the one with the most people on it. Like there's also Hinge and Bumble that people use up here, and there's just not as many people on them, but I have to say sometimes it's about quality over quantity, so I'm not and I don't know how you feel, but I'm not saying that Tinder is the best platform, but we're just using it for this example because of the sheer quantity. Yeah, there's not a lot of conclusions we could draw on about like eight people, you know. Yeah, on Bumble. <laughs> here are my key takeaways from eight people. It's like a very limited specimen. <laughs> this episode here. is two minutes. <laughs> okay, so um, looking at my profile, so I have six photos on my profile, and they're all of me in outdoorsy settings mostly. 
Um, there's me um, with my bike because I like to bike to work. There's me hiking. There's me trail running. And there's me with a big backpack. And some of the things that I got from your impressions of my profile, Jordan, were you you're like, I don't really care so much about the activities you're doing. I want to see, like, what do you look like? Like, you didn't like the shots where I was hidden behind my sunglasses or hats or I was too far away. Mm. And, you know, I can understand how some people want have a certain level of anonymity in the small town. And that, that's, I think, pretty pretty standard across, I guess, small communities um, in online dating. Like, you almost want to remain a little incognito. I get some people do it for that reason. Like you don't mm. see their face and it's really far away and they, they have a different name, which I totally understand and respect that. Um, but yeah, it, just as you described, like it's hard for me to get a sense if I'm physically attracted to someone when I don't really know what they look like. Right. And I guess I was, I don't think any of my photos were me trying to be anonymous at all, but I'm, I guess, and I've talked to other friends about this, that we like to show activities we're doing. Like this is me skiing or this is me riding rock climbing this is me doing all these cool activities but you're what you were saying is if the shot's super far away it's like great that you like doing those things but can't tell if there's attraction which something something to think about um, I also had a photo of me at my friend's wedding and it's a photo of me with my hair done and my makeup done up and it's basically me looking sort of like 10 out of 10 for how I can look, whereas my day-to-day is more like a 6 out of 10 for my regular standards. Yeah. So like roll, roll out of bed, rolling out of bed is like a 1 out of 10, for example. But then I, was con- I felt like I was being a bit uh, deceptive if I was putting that as my first profile picture because I'm like, you're not going to see me looking like this all the time. But you had a perspective on that as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, First impressions count for a lot, right? So it's understandable, I think, that people will have a really good shot of them. And my thoughts on that are kind of like misrepresentation. Um, it's like, it's a scale. I mean, you know, if if you're not recognizable when we meet compared to your photo, then I will feel like you breached a bit of trust there, you know, like just kind of like an unspoken rule. But I think you look great in that photo, and I think there's no reason why you shouldn't put it. Yeah, I mean, you told me I should put it first, and I was like, oh, should I? But your your explanation was, um, you know, I have some a lot of really not great photos of me, but I'm not going to show those first. Like, you want to have good first impression, right? But I guess it would be more deceptive if all my photos were makeup and hair, um, and but really it was only one out of six or something. So, yeah, I think it was pretty fair. Um, so that's the photos on my profile. Um, I don't think we need to get into the text so much. Um, well, I mean, an observation. Did you have any thoughts about um, not having anything written? I mean, there's enough people that don't write anything, but um, I don't know. Like, I can only speak for myself. Like, if I see a profile and I'm like, okay, this woman is attractive. Um, I will then look at what they've written. And sometimes they'll written nothing. And I, I'm not sure what to make of that. I think like, okay, are they really serious about looking for someone, like a partner? Like, what are they looking for is kind of what runs through my head afterwards. So I don't know what kind of takeaway listeners could get from that. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess my my take is that it's not it's not a deal breaker for me. But if if someone writes something about themselves it can tip the scale in either direction 
So sometimes I can just tell from the photos, I'm like, oh, that's my type of guy. You know, he's fit, he's attractive, he's doing outdoorsy things, he looks like he's got a brain. Um, and I'm like, great, I'll swipe right. And if there's text, I'll read it. But if there's no text, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to swipe left on you. But if I'm kind of on the fence and I read something and it makes me laugh, or conversely, it's very, lots of typos or just not super intelligent, then then that would get a left swipe. So that's kind of how I how I view the description. And sometimes, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's hard to write a good Tinder description. Um, I actually, I think the first time I went on Tinder, I Googled examples of profiles that were witty and intelligent. And, mm -hmm. and it's always funny when you see like the same sort of profile, like word for word in one and then another. Well, I, I didn't copy and paste it. I did rewrite it. But <laughs> I also, the first time I was on Tinder, I wrote like, I love the outdoors and, you know, a few other things. And then I, I felt kind of silly because I heard my friend once sort of like make a comment about like yeah you live in Whitehorse or you live in the Yukon of course you like the outdoors like that doesn't actually differentiate you from the crowd and also you can see that in my photos so maybe I should talk about what kind of books I want to read and or that I like to read that sort of thing so I think it's good to show like a diversity of interests and um, yeah passions yeah. Mm -hmm. and I agree that like the photos like when I saw that you're into a lot of outdoor stuff like um, that tells me a lot about what you like to do. And uh, that's important, right? You know, people want to enjoy the time they spend together. So, like, that is kind of across most profiles I've seen um, on Tinder. It, there tends to be a lot of people who are into the outdoors here. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no surprises there. Um, people are into hiking and they're into... Um, they're into outdoor sports like mountain biking. Um, some are into hunting and fishing. And yeah, I think it's important that people put those up because then immediately, because we all look at the photos first, um, mm -hmm. you see, okay, do we have some stuff in common? So my profile is me seeking men. So we looked, you looked with me at the men available to swipe on. Um, I had my age, I'm 38, so I had my age range set um, 29 to 49 or thereabouts, sort of like, I was going to say nine up, nine down, so it would have been 29 to 47. There's a formula. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the formula only works if you can add and subtract. Um, yeah, so there was about 100 guys on there who we swiped through. And well, maybe I should save it for the end to see how many I swiped right on. Yes, people. Um, <laughs> Guess what's my percentage, yeah, and then how many matches? Super that's picky. Well, first of all, out of these hundred men, there's a lot of guys who um, I know or who I have friends who've been on dates with. So it's not always just about being picky. It's also like, well, we've got too many like overlapping things. Like there was one. There's been more than one time actually. I had this roommate. And she's like, I'm talking to this guy on Tinder. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And she's like, oh, it's like this guy. And we're going for a date tomorrow night. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to go for a date with him the next night. And so I just wrote the guy back. And I was like, go for it. But Let's get into this. Because that, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a key takeaway there. Right? Yeah. That dating in the North, like you ask your friends, hey, do you know this person? And, you know, two degrees removed or less mm -hmm. most of the time. Yeah. So... When I see somebody on Tinder who I've never seen before, or once we start chatting, if I look them up on Facebook, if I see that we have 
like one or two or no mutual friends, I'm like, okay, score. This guy and I don't have any circles. <laughs> like, it's not going to be messy. There's no, like, yeah. Because the worst thing is when you're, like, super excited about going on a date with someone and then your friend's like, oh, I, I went on a date with him. Like, I don't, you know, he's this Y, X, Y, Z or, or whatever. It just doesn't feel as special, too, when you're like, oh. Yeah, I already got all the dirt on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's part of the pickiness. But then um, I guess there's also some sort of like hard nose that come up, like pictures that I see that right away I'm just like, mm, no. And I'll like almost swipe left without looking at the rest of the photos or or I'll maybe look at one or two other, other ones, but it's a big hit against them. Um, so like kind of hard nose are like when the first photo is like, a truck or an ATV or like some sort of power machine that doesn't even have the person on it or maybe the person's on it but they're you can't really see them um, just because if someone's I don't know if they're really into like power sports they're just not really the person for me if they're into them enough that that's their first picture um, hunting and fishing photos Again, those aren't hard nose. I totally respect hunting and fishing but if every photo is a photo of a guy with a bloody animal you know, I don't know. I like to see a bit of taste in the photos, too. So, um, Yeah, you're the mm-hmm. next trophy. <laughs> hey, hey, that could be some sort of a good, uh, or like a, that would be a good profile for a man. Like, I'm going to mount you on my wall? <laughs> well, no. Uh, do you want to be my next trophy? <laughs> or something like that. See, but I guess so there's lots of innuendos for hunting. To, oh, man, way too many. But, yeah, if you're a guy and you have a bunch of, like, photos with you with, like, your biggest trout and uh, et cetera, like, there's a line for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, well, we'll get into this when we talk about your uh, profile and your experience on Tinder more, but... Um, yeah, like Yukon Tinder, there's lots of hunting, fishing photos. But then I was surprised, actually, when we were looking at your, uh, the women who were available to you, because actually a lot of the women had, especially fishing photos, too. So, yeah, it's not it's not exclusive to, to one sex or the other. Uh, hard no for sure is photos with, like, sexual innuendo in them. Like a, a guy sort of like un, looks like he's undressing his shirt or he's like lying in bed or there's sometimes there's selfies where guys are kind of like pulling down their pants a little bit to show like, I don't know, they're like treasure trail or something. Like I see a photo like that and I'm just like, uh-uh. Not, not following the treasure trail. <laughs> no, exactly. No pot of gold down there. Yeah, exactly. Um, knock on wood, I have... Not literally, but I have, speaking of the treasure trail, I have never gotten a dick pic, thank God. But I think I, I'm pretty good at it. As, well, I shouldn't say that, but yeah, I've, I've always cut off any conversation before it gets to an unsolicited dick pic. Um, I don't know. And there's some, there's some photos of guys like drinking in their photos. And I'm not opposed to drinking at all, but I also think like if those are the best, like if every photo is you with your like, Bud Light or whatever, then, you know, like partying is cool, but yeah, I'd like to see something else in the photos. Like although people meet at bars, you know, or used to anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was 21, like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be used to seeing like a variety of party photos. But at this age, I'm like, if you have 10 party photos up, then well, maybe we have know, different lifestyles. And that's just it. And that could be, you know, what could be communicated there is a man who's maybe not fully mature. And so like is still living the party scene. You know, that might be what comes across, and which is why, if that's not what you're looking for, then it's a swipe left. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it was really good going through Tinder, though, with you because you sort of called me on some stuff. Like, I would just be like, no, no, no. And you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, why? Like, why not give this guy a chance? And um, I find that's hard with Tinder. It's so, you're so just judging the book by the cover and just based on initial attraction. And you don't, you can't tell if you're attracted mm-hmm. to somebody until you meet them. But at the same time, it's a lot of effort to meet somebody or meet, I don't know. Sometimes I just would rather say no. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I err on the side of saying no rather than like saying yes and just like hoping that there's a spark in person. Yeah, and even then, like people are nervous the first date. Like it takes a few dates to really relax into getting to know someone. Yeah. And, you know, attraction Definitely. grows. So it's like, yeah. but it starts with, ooh, shiny cover. Ooh, yeah. I like the way this looks, you know? And so, you know, I mean, I, we're not really trying to give advice, but I feel like our takeaways are, you know, there's a, a bit of wisdom here, take it or leave it, that put some thought into the photos you put up. And if it's you partying or you sexually suggesting through your your body language, uh, men, um, you know, you've heard it from Karen McCall. <laughs> I don't like it. And of course, like <laughs> different strokes for different folks, but this is just what I'm seeing. Um, and w- something you brought up earlier too about, yeah, the initial attraction on Tinder. So the, the people who Tinder isn't going to capture are those people that you meet in real life who you would have no attraction to except that they have this great personality and you hit it off. Um, like it's somebody who, you yeah, you just wouldn't think that you'd be attracted to and then this sort of like surprise attraction builds and that's the kind of thing that um i i think you won't yeah you just won't get as much in tinder unless you're really open-minded and you're swiping right on a lot of people um yeah so i guess in the hundred hundred or so guys on tinder i swiped right on eight and that was um (laughs) and that was um eight people eight eight that's eight percent yeah and some of those you had to fight for that's two out of 25 that's true because there was a few guys that i was about to swipe no on and you're like whoa 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 like let's stop like let's think about this because there was a couple of guys that i talked to on tinder before and i was like well we already talked we never went on a date like they didn't make a move i'm gonna swipe no and you're like wait like sometimes you're talking to multiple people you start dating someone you don't you know like there's lots of reasons why somebody might not keep a conversation going or might not actually initiate a date from tinder and so you convinced me a cup to swipe right on a couple of those guys who not nah, just to give it a, a second shot i guess i got a question mm-hmm. did anybody stand out in particular to you as like whoa this person lives an interesting lifestyle to be honest i mean i'd I've deleted and restarted my account a few times, so most of the guys we saw on Tinder I've seen before. To be honest, there was nobody that I was like really excited about that I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I match with this guy. Like I think this could be something. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was one guy who I was like, oh, he's really cute, but my friend dated him, and so you know, as we talked about a few of those. But no, not really. There was uh, there was one guy who. I was going to swipe no on, and then I read his profile, and he made me laugh. And I was like, oh, okay, like, he's funny, he's got a sense of humor, he's witty. So I swiped right on him. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's not a lot of people in the pool. And then, you know, once, unless you're a newcomer, and, like, no one knows you, um, once someone is dated, it sounds like, well, if you know 
like someone who like if they've dated one of your friends is just like oh no and I'm curious why not well I think there's a few things I think I mean part of it is like there's how long did they date you know what are the circumstances of them dating sometimes they might just be like oh that guy's a jerk like don't date him so why would I want to but other mm-hmm. times it might be like oh maybe there were some emotions involved there and it would just be kind of like awkward and well you mentioned something like what was it the saying you said it's not whose boyfriend but it's whose turn it's not uh, it's not your boyfriend it's just your turn ah okay that's it got a totally different spin on it though than I it's, just said yeah um, meaning like that yeah you just have a certain amount of period of time with this person and then you know relationships are ephemeral and somebody else will be dating them next so do you think people should be you know cautious or wary before you know, getting into a relationship with someone in a small town, like starting off with this first online, getting to know, you might, you may or may not see mutual friends there if you Facebook them. Like, do you think people should be cautious about that? Ask around? I mean, I, I like to, I have had sometimes my friends give me sort of unsolicited opinions about men and I, I like to, I like to judge people when I can based on my own impressions. Um, I mean, I think in an ideal world, we wouldn't know about everybody's connections. Like, I started dating a guy here, and then he was like, I didn't know anyone who he, or I didn't, I didn't know him, and I didn't know he dated anybody I knew. And then he's like, oh, I dated, like, so-and-so. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I wish you hadn't told me, because I really respect that person. And now I feel awkward dating you, knowing that you dated this person. And whereas if he hadn't told me, I would have just been ignorant and innocent and you know, if I saw that person, I wouldn't act weird because I wouldn't even know that they had dated. And so I think sometimes we just, I mean, we just have so much information available to us. Um, There's not a lot of secrets, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think in a small town, we have to be kind of a bit more flexible for sure. And unforgiving of exes and Mm. friends and just, yeah. I agree with that. hmm? I agree. Yeah. 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 Like life's too short and this small, this town is too small. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I actually have, and I, there, I have dated someone and then my friend, she's like, I matched with this guy on Tinder and I just realized it's that guy that you dated. And I was like, awesome, go for it. You know? And I was totally sincere about that. I was like, yeah, I, you know, if that works out for you guys, great. Because a lot of times if you just go on a few dates with somebody, you don't get a, like super attached to them, right? It's not like you're like married with kids and and if you, you know. do run away <laughs> yeah. or they should run away i guess well no <laughs> probably both maybe unless the attachment is mutual <laughs> but yeah so that's um i don't know those are kind of like the highlights of of tinder and i guess also because covid like usually there's a lot of newer people there's a lot of more people in and out and so I think that's one thing, too, is like Tinder is even a smaller pool than normal because we're just not getting that same amount of people moving here. And I mean, travelers take it or leave it, depending what you're looking for on Tinder. But yeah, there's just um, it's there's not the same Mm. sort of freshness. Well, depending on what you're looking for, like uh, let's zoom in there for a sec. You know, Tinder, from what I understand in the cities, it's like a hookup app. You know, I mean, most people treat it like 
all right, like I want a fling or I want something casual. Is that fair to say though about the cities? Like why would it be different here? Because there's there are other apps where it seems more geared towards compatibility in long-term sort of relationships like Hinge, you mentioned Hinge. Mm-hmm. Bumble seems to be a bit more around that like like light dating kind of thing. Whereas I, like up here just make my point is um, everybody's in the same platform. Right, yeah, whether you're looking for a hookup mm-hmm. or a date or whatever. Yeah, no, it's true. And so, like, I don't know. I mean, what I've tried to do, and this isn't advice for, for anyone, but I'm just sharing, is, like, try to get clear about what, like, the other person's looking for so there isn't any miscommunication. I did, like, um, in your in your profile, you said, I'm looking for a deep and meaningful connection. And some people also do say... Um, like they're pretty honest like just looking for a fling or whatever so that is something you can put in your profile too to just kind of separate out the people you're looking for so I think um, on the next episode we will um, dissect your Tinder profile and your experience um, on the old Tinder and um, some exciting takeaways there folks well yeah like I had some jealousy going through your profile it's like wow there's yeah. a lot of really interesting women <laughs> you know I have a little spoiler alert here like, <laughs> spoiler. I may have swiped right a few more times than Karen did <laughs> um, like exponentially <laughs> so stay tuned for that episode and in the meantime stay frisky stay frisky folks This episode was recorded in Whitehorse, Yukon. Music by Jordan Patrick. I did the producing and editing. Do you want to sponsor us so we can hire a real producer? Or maybe you have feedback or want to be interviewed on this show. Email us, friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media. 